You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 129 of Teach Better Talk. I'm Ray Hewitt, and as always, I am with my invested friend, Jeff Gargas. Invested. Invested was submitted by Katie Alvarez through Facebook Uh because she is somebody who really believes that you continuously invest your time in her and support her. And um, she actually presented at the Teach Better conference and was super nervous. And the only reason she submitted is because you kept encouraging her to share her voice and story. And let me just tell you, her session was full, full of energy and just so much fun. Yeah, her great re- responses uh, and feedback about her session. And uh, yeah, she is. We talked about that. She and I talked about that on Friday night of the conference. She said that to me at the at the network event afterwards. And then I mentioned it actually in my talk on Saturday evening about that. And it's funny. I don't know if you remember, but I purposely like didn't look. She was in the front row. I was telling a story about an educator who talked to me about that. And I didn't look at her. I was purposely not naming her. And then she like called herself out in front of everybody. It was It was great. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, thank you, Katie. She's awesome. Um, she does, she does such good work. And yeah, it was really, it was really awesome to see her fight through some of that, those nerves, and and share her story. And uh, she told me, I'm gonna continue to pop it up. But she told me about uh, it was on Saturday night we were talking, and she said, you know, someone, someone asked her like, oh, how'd you get here? Did you write a book? Do you have this? Do you have that? And she's like, oh no, I don't, I don't know how I got here. And then she kind of stopped for a second. She's like, no, I've busted my butt to be here. And, and I do this and I work hard and I take risks. I take challenges. I put myself out there and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy right now. Like you're realizing oh. that you deserve to be here, that you're, you know, that you are amazing. And I, and I just, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, certain people that I get, I get, I get invested in. I try to, you know, if I see uh, an educator who's got something that I think is valuable to share that, you know, too often they don't necessarily see that or realize that. I think it's important for them to, to realize that and share it. Cause like Chad always says, for every problem that there is in a classroom, there's a solution somewhere else. And so we need to share that. We need to, to to continue to connect and share things with each other. So so can I tell you, Jeff, I actually think, and I think our listeners know this, although I pick on you a lot, so I'm just going to make sure it's clear. <sighs> You're yeah. actually like that with a lot of educators. Like this is not just that Katie Alvarez became somebody that you immediately connected with, which is true. And you know, you chose to only support her. You actually build up people all the time. And I I don't mean that to sound like sappy, but you really are a natural, you you put so much emphasis in your life from, you know, morning to end in wanting to make people feel valued, appreciated. And um, I don't know, like they have a story to share. And and that's kind of why we started the podcast is, is that, that desire, that love. And I've actually been able to see you do that, not only in my own life, um, but with other teachers, one of which, if you don't mind me taking another opportunity to shout people out, is with Caitlin Giordano, who mm. is now a part of the Teach Better team. Yes. She's like my favorite person in the entire world. I know that. And Caitlin, <laughs> I introduced you to because she is an Illinois middle-level educator. Uh-huh. And I knew that she was going to bring amazing things to the team. Don't get me wrong. But you have just like totally been a cheerleader for her 
to like take her story to the next level. And I've loved kind of being in the audience watching that because you're like the best coach and cheerleader. And it's been cool to see that all come to fruition. I am totally not a cheerleader. I am like the fan club founder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, Caitlin is ph- phenomenal. She's just been such a, an awesome addition to our team. Uh, and, and for those of you who don't know, Caitlin, she's, you know, she's, she's leading the charge of like most of the content that's going out on teachbetter.com and, and really just taking that. And I'm like, Hey, do you want to take on a little more responsibility? And she's like, yes, let me do it. And a little bit more. Yes. And she just, she's just been amazing. Uh, and I think she's got outside of that. I think, you know, you touched on, I think she's got a lot, a lot to share. Uh, so I'm glad that you decided to shout her out because let's shout out. I want to shout out her. She just posted, uh, did a post uh, just this past weekend or past week, last week, um, over at teachbetter.com. What she actually wrote? So she's editing all of her posts and getting them out there and working with all of our guests, our amazing guest bloggers and stuff. But she's also blogging on her uh, as well on the site. So I want to give a shout out. She just wrote one that I think fits perfectly for this. It's it's called Podcast for Professional Development, and in it she kind of goes through sort of why, uh, you know, how prof- how PD can kind of take a lot of different forms. It can come in a lot of different ways depending on how you prefer to, you know, to grab that professional development in your learning. And she talks and makes a case for why podcasts are a great source for professional development. So I think it's something you should check out over at teachbetter.com. You should definitely follow her uh, on Twitter. She's Mrs. underscore Giordano. And on Instagram, correct me if I'm wrong, she's Curriculum Coffee. My yes. Yeah, curriculum yeah. Yes. Um, and she's got a great, great, great Instagram, uh, which she shares a lot um, from her classroom and her experience, stuff like that. So definitely give give Caitlin a shout out. Uh, go follow her on both. Connect with her. And uh, yeah, I'm a fan. You know, Jeff, I am making a, <laughs> a law. We are going to make this happen. Are you ready for this? Do it. Caitlin needs to come on Teach Better Talk. Done. We're going to make it happen. Like for real though, because we've just talked about her and I've been sitting here being like, oh, I miss her. I'm going to send her a Voxer right now. (laughs) Like she's just such a ball of energy, but she's so rooted. And I really mean this. She's so rooted in best practice and data supported tactics for her students. And so she is like so easily a mentor I go to, to be like, hey, I have this idea. What do you think? And I think it's so unfortunate that we're in episode 129 and she hasn't been on. I want her on like within the next month or two. I think we need a Caitlin Giordano podcast episode. I'll make that happen. And it's funny that you mentioned that you're going to send her a Vox because I actually have a Vox message from her that I haven't listened to because I'm just waiting because I'm like, I know it's going to be a lot of energy and excitement and it's going to make me feel happy. So uh, I haven't listened to it yet. But uh, Anyway, um, so yeah, so so that that po- post is over at teachbetter.com. You can catch that. Make sure you follow Caitlin. And Caitlin, if you're listening, I hope you're blushing. Wait, so I have one more shout out we need what? to make. Oh, shout out. Do it. Okay. Do you know Jen? Because Jen, we just did a podcast episode with, and holy cow, you want to talk about energy and passion. <laughs> yeah, I know J- Jen. Yeah, who we're about to talk about. Yes. Well, I know you Jen. know Jen. I'm familiar. Yeah, you familiar? Yeah, Jen Molitor. Uh, so yeah, Jen is... Awesome. This episode was phenomenal. We knew it was going to be. We've known Jen for a little while. She's a, a big advocate for the Grim Method. Um, she's one of the people that we go to with, to, to just hear about the awesomeness. She brought t- uh, a group of teachers to the Teach Better conference. She, uh, she's she got them. Uh, there's so many of them running the Grim Method down there in her in her um, 
district in Ohio. She does a phenomenal job. She's a gifted intervention specialist and an instructional coach. Uh, she's also an author of an awesome book, The Happy Teacher's Handbook, which we talk about quite a bit in, in the episode as well. Uh, 19 years experience, so a lot under her belt of a couple of different positions. She really knows what's going on. She's got a great story, I think, of, of how the book came about that I think is really, really powerful um, that leads into, I think, great advice that she provides for, our te- for teachers um, in the episode as well. We were super excited to have her on. She didn't disappoint. We just had a blast. Uh, we love Jen. She's phenomenal. And I'm excited for everyone to listen to the episode. Uh, Ray, do you have anything to add? I think I covered I it I simply all. want to add that Jen inspired me so much in this podcast that I'm going to do a live Facebook thing with her at some point within the next few weeks to continue the greatness going. Yes, I love it. I'm excited about that. So if you're not already in the Facebook group, go over to Facebook, search Teach Better Team, find the group, or go to teachbettergroup.com. Get in there. You don't want to miss that. But for right now, let's get into episode 129 with Jen Molitor. Hey everyone, it's Ray. We are about to get right back to the episode, but I wanted to make sure you are a part of our Facebook group. The Teach Better team has a private Facebook group that has grown so much over the past few months, and we continue to do live sessions, answer questions, and have teachers share their lesson plan ideas so we can all collaborate together. Head over to Facebook and search Teach Better Team to request to join, or you can head to teachbettergroup.com and request there. Either way, we'll see you over on Facebook. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, we're here. We are talking with Jen Molitor. And Jen, we're already laughing. We're already having a good time. We're already talking about your book. Uh, So this is going to be a good episode, um, no matter what. Super excited to have you on. We've been connected with you for a while now. Um, You're a supporter of the Grid Method and just always been so awesome supporting us as a team. And we love what you're doing in your schools. And I'm super excited to just kind of dive into your brain tonight. So before we get going too far, how are you feeling? Oh, my goodness. Excited. Just one word, Ray. Excited. Boom. That's it. Period. Done. Full stop. Well, she's she's preparing for the epic recording that we're about to have. You know, she's like stretching before the workout, you know? (laughs) <laughs> yes, lots of yoga calisthenics over here. I love yes. it. Well, Jen, the first question's easy, so we're going to wade you in slowly, I promise. We just want to know about you. We just want to take a minute and have you answer kind of the question of all that you do. And the only joke about this question is that you do a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> so trying to fit it all in a concise paragraph probably isn't going to happen. But why don't you tell us a little about what you're doing in education these days? Okay. So usually when someone asks me that, I take a deep breath and and think about how much time they have. Um, So right now, I'm in a a small country school, and I'm working as a K-5 gifted intervention specialist, and then also an instructional coach, K-8. That's kind of the hats that I wear in the district. And just kind of teaching-wise, I love learning. Oh my gosh, love going to conferences, learning new strategies. Um, And so I wrote a book, and that was just kind of a side thing for fun. Love it. So, so Jen, have you been to any good conferences recently? Oh, holy cow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is a little bit of a leading question, but it's so, it's so uh, valid. Um, the Teach Better conference was incredible, and holy cow, did I expand my network of amazing educators. So, oh, I had yeah. no idea that's where she was going to go with that, right? How did you not know that she was going to go with the Teach Better know. conference? Just- great stuff. Yeah, that was awesome. I was so glad you, you, you brought a couple teachers with you as well. I did. I brought um, a middle school principal and two teachers from my building. Let's so. give them shout outs. Can you give them shout outs? Oh, yes. Lorinda, the middle school principal. Yes, awesome. Lorinda. 
And then uh, Miranda Peters, third grade teacher. Yes. Awesome. And awesome. Megan Hall is our fourth grade teacher. So yes, all incredible awesome. educators. Megan came rocking her old school teach better yeah. shirt that like has the, the gridmethod.com address yep. on it. Cause she, she got it. She won it at a uh, workshop, I think two years ago. Yeah. Um, she rocks the grid method in her class. So awesome stuff. So that was great. So glad you were able to come out. I'm going to go right. We're going to dive right into it. Um, let's talk about your book. So I, I literally have it in my hands cause you were so awesome and sent me a copy and it's great. It's called the happy teacher's handbook from overwhelmed to inspired helping teachers embrace resiliency. So tell me about it. Let's let's pretend that I don't know you. I don't know what the book about, and I just happen to be listening right now. Who's the book for? What can I expect for? What sh you know, like who should pick it up? What am I going to get out of it? So it's for teachers who want to be re-inspired, who have felt the demands, the overwhelm, the pressures of teaching, and they're like on this fence, thinking, "Is this even the right career for me anymore? Um, should I consider something else? I don't know if I can handle it." Um, because that's where I was. And gosh, it, this was kind of the result of my journey to decide to love my job and be 200% in and not let myself succumb to that negativity that can be around in teacher's lounges and that kind of thing. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I love when you say 200% in. Uh I love that because I think I think teaching is a job where you, you've got to be 200% in. Uh, it's too important not to be. So um, really cool. Uh, so we can pick that book up on Amazon and everywhere else that books are sold, I assume, right? Yes. Well, right now, Barnes & Noble is working. I've kind of submitted a request for okay. Amazon for right now. Yep. Gotcha. I want to say personally, I love the cover. I think it's really cool. Uh, it's just like a really nice, clean, cool color, but I really like just the I don't know the design of it and the colors. Anyway, so that was a little personal note. Uh, so let's talk. Uh, and I know you know we talk about this. Uh, you and I have talked about these type of thing. You know that I love to talk about failure and sort of the lessons that we learn from it and what we take away from it. So can you share a story with us about a time that you've had a failure? Kind of tell us what happened, how to make you feel, how did you overcome that, and then what did you take away from that experience? I think one of my biggest failures, and I use the word failure cautiously because I feel like failure has like a, like an, like, oh gosh, just this like ending, like you ended and it was done where most failures would grow from. Well, however, so this failure was being a teacher for six to eight years and letting myself be bogged down by the negativity and the demands and the overwhelm. And that's kind of, you know, the journey of how my book came to be. But I became that negative teacher venting about kids, wishing there was a downed electric pole so that school would be canceled. Oh, gosh, vent, yeah. complaining about parents. Just, it, I was not the teacher I ever wanted to be. Like I was that teacher that you would want to roll your eyes at like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's so negative. So I became that person. And that was a huge failure because I wanted to get out of teaching. I literally put my resume out there to other professions. Um, wasn't I wasn't all in. I was there. I showed up. I did my job. I wasn't rotten or anything, but I, I wasn't all in, right? So I figured out a way to get out of teaching. I was going to – I opened a nutrition practice and I had that opportunity to leave. Like I could – it was time to quit teaching and go all in on this nutrition practice or drop the nutrition practice and get all in on teaching because I couldn't keep doing both. So I, after reflecting on it and where I wanted to be, my heart 
was drawn to teaching. That's that's my thing. That's in my DNA. Uh, and so I had to commit. I had to choose to love my job, to love the demands, to embrace all the crap that sometimes comes our way and figure out a way to get around it, like not focusing on the negative, but finding a way, finding a path around the obstacles that are inevitably going to be in our path. They're there's always going to be something there. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to deal with this. But embracing it with a positive attitude and like, okay, how can I do it? How can I get across? How can I get to the other side and be awesome for kids? I love That's it. Big journey. I'm really glad that you chose this way. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I am too. So, so now let's flip it now, Jen. Let's talk about a successful moment you've had. This can be something big or something small, but Tell us what happened. Why was it a success for you? And then what did you take away from that? So my success is is odd. I was working at a really great school district um, in Ohio for 16 years. And I quit to take the job where I am now. And it was closer to home. My kids go to this district. And it's been a really great experience. Just I have grown so much personally and professionally. And when I made that decision, I kept telling people it didn't make sense on paper. Like there wasn't this big sign that says, oh my gosh, that's clear. You should totally do that. It makes sense. No, this was a heart decision. And I guess the success for me is that I'm proud of myself, that I listened to my heart and did what my heart said instead of what everything on paper said. Hello. That's a huge success. I think anytime we can make decisions for ourselves and to still better reach students by showing up better for them is an enormous success. So it's been awesome. I'm in my kids' building and just the opportunities for growth and to support teachers. Oh my gosh. I love, so shout out to all my colleagues. I love working with all of them and supporting them. And um, just the growth that our building has gone through has been tremendous. And the grid method has been huge in that the past year. So plug Ooh, let's talk about that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so Jen, I feel like I've been connected with you for a long time, but I stupidly didn't know that you use the grid method. So what type oh. of uses have you done with it and who's using it in your building? So I literally could stand up and jump up and down when I talk about the grid method. Oh. So <laughs> I'll have to like hold on to my chair as I'm talking to you. <laughs> That's how excited I am about the grid method. Uh, so let's see. We use it in grades two, three, four, five. And in addition, um, I have a grid for something called Invention Convention. And that's something that teachers um, should look into. It's a free program uh, where they offer this invention notebook and the kids solve an everyday problem with some little invention that they come up with. It's an amazing process, but I put it into the grid so that it's totally self-paced. The kids start at level one, and in this grid, level five is your finished prototype. Like you are going to the convention, you have your display, you've got a working prototype or not working prototype, actually. Um, so that has been incredible for me to reach more students. I can hand them the grid and say, go, and then check in with me as needed. Um, so that's been one of my favorites. Um, and then more recently, I've been supporting our middle school. And our ELA teachers have been struggling to get reading and writing in. They're one block of like 46 minutes. Yes. So collaborated with the middle school principal, and we were thinking, how can we extend our reach? How can we incorporate more writing and not add to the teacher's plates? So we thought about study hall. Like the kids are sitting there in study hall, grades six, seven, and eight, 
what if we designed some kind of writing club where we could reach them in study hall? So a grid made total sense. So I literally just piloted this today. Cool. And I'm happy to share this with your commu- like with our your Facebook group because it's oh my gosh, I think this is really gonna impact kids. I think it's gonna be amazing. So this grid, we start off with just kind of inspiration, like what um, what are their strengths, kind of where do they see themselves as a writer, that kind of thing. And as they work their way up, level five is publishing their work in a blog, like as a podcast host, in a newspaper, a school newspaper, any who knows? Sky's the limit. Um, so I piloted today with seven kids in the middle school, six, seven, and eight. And when I got home this evening to just I, – I had the grid open, and there was a, a girl – in sixth grade, working on it at home at six o'clock. Oh, <laughs> awesome. So yeah, I ran down to the principal's office after school. It was just like, oh my goodness, this is going to be awesome. I've only piloted it with seven kids, but next Monday we're going to unleash it to all great, like all of six, seven, and eight. So lots of kids. Gosh, you are doing such amazing work. And I love that you're using it in such a variety of grade levels, such a variety of subjects. That's the whole point. This is able to work with any students because all students should be taking ownership like that over their learning. I love that you're seeing that impact so clearly. And one of the eighth graders who came in, um, so I just asked for volunteers. They had no idea what it was about. I said, it's just something for writing. I want to try something out. So this girl comes in, she's in eighth grade, and she's taking a college level composition class in eighth grade. So when she sat down, she's like, I, I really love reading and writing, and I just wonder what level this group is, you know, what kind of what will you be teaching? And I was like, oh, honey, this is for any level. You can come in at any entry point and get started. And she just looked at me like I made her day. So like there is something in it, it, it and for everyone. I mean, I could give this grid to a fifth grader, and then the same girl, this eighth grader, asked if she could share the grid with her high school peers. Hmm. Oh, I love that. Yes, you can. Absolutely. So <laughs> I think the grid is so powerful. I could talk and jump up and down about it for hours. Jeff, I'm so glad you made her talk about that. I uh, Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I, I'm i not even paying her. Like, it's great. <laughs> you know, Jen, I, my next question was going to be about your excitement in education, but it kind of seems like that <laughs> writing group must be a huge excitement that's fueling your fire right now. Absolutely. Yes. It's like something that as soon as I get in the car, I called my mom and she's like, how's your day? I'm like, awesome. Let me tell you about this writing club. Um, And, you know, she's not a teacher or anything, but she still can sense my excitement. (laughs) So, Jen, you're clearly, clearly doing a lot between supporting teachers, supporting a wide variety of students, um, and even just your story. Something I love about your book is that that story of kind of being at the crossroads of needing to make a decision to truly commit to being the teacher that you can be. And so question five is very fitting for you, I think, specifically, because I think that you've essentially written a book of advice for teachers. But if you had to pick just one, if you had to say one piece of advice that you think all teachers, whether they be new or veteran teachers or taking on a new challenge this year or anything in between, what type of advice do those educators need to be successful? So this is going to sound simple and something that I probably have dismissed many times, but I want teachers to remember why. Why did you become a teacher? Why did you enter this profession to begin with? 
And how has your why evolved? So my why is I believe that all students deserve to learn. And so that is like my anchor, my beacon of light. Like that's what keeps me grounded and keeps me like diving in every single day to the work that I do. So I want teachers to remember that moment and sit with it for a minute and then write it down. What is your why? Like, why are you teaching? Why are you here every day? And if they can't remember, or it's because I get a paycheck or because I have the summers off, that's not that's not going to be a good anchor. Like, that's not going to keep you in the profession. So if that's the case, I would encourage them to revisit their profession and, in, and decide to commit. Now, if their why is like, oh my gosh, I love ch- kids. I want to make a difference. I want to make an impact. All those kind of things. Write that why down and keep it somewhere. Own it, remember it, and refer to it often so that if you, gosh, have a difficult conversation with a parent, get some kind of not so great feedback on an evaluation, pull out your why and remember why you're doing this. Because teaching, I think, is the best job on this planet. And I told a kid that today and they just looked at me like, what? I'm like, yes, teaching is the best job on earth. But we have to choose to believe that and our why can help us. Oh, I love it. I'm feeling a teach better talk challenge coming on. If you are listening right now, get on Twitter and make sure you utilize hashtag teach better talk, hashtag teach better tag Ray and I, if you want to, or the teach better team and then tag at teacher renegade, which is Jen's Twitter handle. Share with us your why. If you, if you're so dare, like, what is it? Like really reflect back. I love this. I think this is an important thing to do often is to reflect back on why did you get into this? And and I like how you said, how has it changed and what has it changed into it? Share that with us. I'd really love to see some people's whys and, and what they got into. So uh, super awesome. I really love how you went there. And I hope, hope, hope if you're listening, you'll share that with us so that we can see what that is and share each other's whys. So awesome. Uh, Jen, let's have some fun here. Uh, we're going to do the next six questions. Your goal is to answer each one in 15 seconds or less. You ready to go? Yep. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. What is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Google Classroom. Give us a book you're reading right now. I have to give you three because I'm in the middle of three. <laughs> Teach better. Everything is figure outable and why smart kids worry. Who do we need to follow on Twitter or Instagram today? Uh, Michael Bonner, Danny Sunshine Bauer, and Ian Bird. And what is a good YouTube channel or website for educators? I've been using Cult of Pedagogy for a while. Give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine every teacher should get into. Okay. Every morning, right when you wake up, drink 20 ounces of water before Mm. you start your day. Oh, who are you? Jeff Gargis? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I only say 12. Jen goes above and beyond. She is Mm -hmm. such someone who would go above and beyond. I'm telling you, it is. Ray, if you haven't tried it yet, it is really crazy what just drinking a big, tall glass of chilled water will do for you in the morning. It's nuts. That and breathing, just taking some time to breathe differently, it just changes your body. When you say drinking water and breathing, do you mean waking up with two very furry (laughs) dogs and just appreciating life with them near your face? No. That works too. I mean, (laughs) probably works, but that's not what I'm saying. But I kind of (laughs) want to do that. I would trade that. Uh, (laughs) sorry. Uh, Sorry. Number six, let's get back to it. Best piece of advice you've ever received? Just be awesome for kids. Mm, love it. Nailed it. Is a great one. I think you get the trophy, Jen. <laughs> what? A trophy? Yeah, the Teach Better Talk trophy for question six. If you do really well, you get a trophy. Yay. <laughs> I need to I need to count up how many trophies we've given out. Only about oh, 128. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to look back and see if the, the, the four people that didn't get the trophy are going to feel really bad about it. Oh, man. We didn't come up with the trophy right away. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't until probably at least about 50, 50 episodes in probably. I would like to know what episode we created it because it has been a staple every episode since. All right, I got, I got it right here. If anybody, if you, if you're listening right now and you've been listening, if you can find what episode we introduced the Teach Better Talk <laughs> Six Question Trophy in, I will send you a free Teach Better shirt. Ooh! So tweet at me at Jeff Gargas. Make sure you hashtag Teach Better. You can tag Ray as well. Find the episode. I will confirm it, and then I will shoot you. I will send you a free uh, Teach Better shirt. That's my deal. I want to see it. Can. But Jeff, no co- way you get the trophy. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> now, it's really, really big. So we send in the mail. You have to be home to sign for it. It's about 12 feet tall. But trust me, it's totally worth hustling it into your house. <laughs> Sounds lovely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so regardless of the trophy, we want to make sure that our listeners are able to connect with you because this should only be the beginning I want them to make sure that they go read your book. I want them to write a review for your book for Barnes and Noble. I just cannot wait for them to dive into all that is Jen. Would you mind kind of sharing how people can connect with you? Awesome. Sure. I'm on Twitter and I'm working on building my network. I'm at Teacher Renegade. Um, They can find more information about my book and actually get the first chapter free at happyteachershandbook.com. And I've got a Facebook group. That's the Happy Teachers Book. Um, and then, yeah, my book's on Amazon. So I'd love feedback and um, just to know that I've made a difference in a teacher's life and helped them kind of reconnect with their why. It's really awesome. And you know, you can find all the links and all the resources and everything we talked about over at teachbetter.com, as well as the links to make sure you can connect with Jen, get the book, and continue uh, the conversation with her. So head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and review, we'd really appreciate that as well. And I'm going to ask you to keep taking this one step further. Think of just three of your colleagues who need to hear these amazing stories and share this podcast with them. Jen, I'm so happy we were able to get you on. Uh, I appreciate you so much in so many different ways. And I am so far loving the book and really enjoying digging into it further. Uh, I was super excited to bring you on. Really appreciate you coming on and having some fun with us and hanging out with us. Thank you. Thank you. It was a ton of fun. Thank you, guys. Until next time, let's get out there and let's teach better. 